You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot to... I can't Three, one, two, three. This is the baby mom of the Can you ignore your children for an Just hour? Just put Charlie in charge of your kids. Mute it. Okay. Here we go, gents. Pines and Provisions back. Evan here. I've got Ryan, Kyle, and Mark. Everyone hello. say hello. hello. Hey. Hey. So this is the annual Abbott Holiday Share. Uh, usually before Thanksgiving, usually works out pretty well for most people. We've got a, a, a peanut gallery over there. They're, uh, they didn't want to be on Mike, so that's fine. Uh, we've got a nice, hi Mike, uh, and then Pat and Charlie over there. We opened up some monster stouts and we've been sipping and debating and talking about those. So we'll kind of break those down. But first, quickly, if we can go over some pints of the week and provisions of the week. Mark, fire away. I'm looking at you. All right. Um, had the bourbon barrel-aged uh, Vlad II, and it was the Spumoni, which is uh, a take on the Spumoni ice cream. Um, no way. Yeah. Shocker, right? Yeah. No, but just like a, exactly what you thought it would be, just a huge, rich uh, dessert bomb of a stout. I think it weighed in at about 14.1 if I'm... Whoa. Correct on that. So Whoa. it was uh, and it's a it can was, format, right? A uh, twelve ounce can format. Uh, it was it was it was enough though. That that twelve ounce was all I could handle. So it was sweet. I needed to, <laughs> uh, you know, it put me into like a sugar coma. We won't judge you. So that was mine. Nice, Kyle. Hmm. Kyle really wanted to say one of the three, all three of these, but can I cuvee the three of these together and have that be my beer of the week? Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. In honor of Das Vidanya Day, I will say that my beer of the week was the 2016 Das Vidanya Rye that I cracked before coming here. That Whoa. is a good beer. Whoa. <laughs> Pre-gaming for the Abbott share. And, Kyle and, is ready for a Saturday. And most, I think most of the people who listen up uh, know that uh, Distill over in Bloomington does do Dos Vidanya Day every year. That's their Russian Imperial a- Barrel-Aged Stout. Award-winning. Award-winning, yes. And it has been on podcasts such as Steal This Beer, actually. I think it's so. fairly underappreciated. No, and, it, and it, it got very is. good reviews Especially on locally. that. locally. Locally, yeah, it's no, one, appreciated like, more no one cares outside about that. Of it Illinois. sits on the shelf everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good for us. Yeah, yeah. it's great. We'll I'm get some cans here in the next probably two weeks. Yeah, they canned it this year for the first time. Yeah. So our friend Brad is over, if not coming back. 
uh, from D-Day. I don't know if he's making over to the Abbott holiday share. but He's staying the night. I think they're having dinner at uh, Distill. Oh, they good also for them. do an awesome job with food. And they do a great job with food. Ambiance is a really fun place to go to. So uh, they're staying the night and just having a Bloomington Dos uh, Vidania Distill Day. I think Little Beaver is going to be incorporated in that as well. Little yeah. Beaver? Little Beaver. Little Beaver. I think, did you guys hear what the variants for Dos Vidania was? They went pretty was, variant heavy this year. Was yeah. it a, I heard maybe like a, 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 like a Mexi cake. And possibly, maybe a pecan. There's a coconut a in pecan? there. Pecan, like a pecan pie. Yeah, probably. It's I would. Festive. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they had toasted pecan, a double barrel, a Mexican chocolate, and a coffee. Jeez. Mm. A vanilla rye and a regular oh. rye and wow. a, the regular bourbon. There's no coconut. I thought for sure. Where do, they, do anybody know where they get their barrels? Um, I do not know where they get their barrels. I haven't heard. Look it up. We, we walked through their barrel house before, but I don't really recall seeing what... It was two years ago. Yeah, I don't recall seeing what that was, but... They've got a pull. Then they're also selling they uh, previous years, so they always do a little bit of a seller sale on Dose Day, which is pretty cool. So they have 2018 um, regular rye toasted coconut, 2017 regular rye, 2016 regular, and then their 10th anniversary one. So good combination. All right. Good for them. I think it's a sold-out event. They always do a really good job, and we've been before, and yeah. uh, they do a really nice job. Yep. So, uh, Ryan, your beer of the week? Yeah, so I went to Prop Day, uh, Goose Island's uh, kind of Bourbon County release day at the brewery that they do a couple weeks before they do the public release. So they do the uh, Proprietor Stout release day. Uh, the proprietors, as, as we all know here, but maybe not all the listeners do, is uh, Chicago-only stout that they do every year i think they started in 2013 and they change the recipe each year and now they do a prop day so that everyone gets two bottles of that and then there's usually a couple other things you can get on draft and a good time so uh the 2019 proprietors uh probably is my favorite of what i had there and then of the last week or so of what i've had so it is an homage to most beloved ingredients from bourbon county of variants of years past Toasted pecans, coconut, cocoa, and vanilla mingled together to create a reminiscent of tiramisu. And it was fantastic. Um, I'm not super familiar with the pecan nut, so (laughs) I have a hard time picking that out when that's in beers. But uh, it was heavy coconut, heavy vanilla. It was really, really great. So um, Brett and I, uh, I won the ticket and took uh, listener and uh, occasional guest Brett. Fanboy Brett. Fanboy Brett. Um, so I took him as my date. And, Aww, uh, that's and cute. so uh, I think we had four pours of it. Nice. It was kind of a standout of what they had on draft. So Where did the ABV come in this year? It is uh, 14.5. Okay. Exactly. So pretty uh, not pretty bad. heavy, but it's, I mean, Gosh. not boozy at all. Super easy to drink. and They always um, still have that consistency that... Yeah, I think rarely you see in barrel aged stouts. Yeah, Good for them. The, the mouthfeel isn't super thick, but uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely the number one beer of the week. Um, I'm going to only give this beer because you guys probably mentioned some that I would have mentioned otherwise. Um, but other half dropped literally a gigantic size palette here. Palettes palette per palettes. beer <laughs> uh, here in Illinois. They were here for Fobab, which was a couple weeks ago. And they dropped a whole bunch of hazy cans here in the state of Illinois. And here in Peoria, thankfully, with our new Binnie's location, we got a huge allotment of those. Um, my favorite of them was the double dry hopped Mosaic Montuca. The 
double IPA. It was fantastic, super juicy, lots of kind of that spicy hop that Montuca always brings a lot of good sort of grassy quality, I think, uh, a dank, kind of like the, the high school locker room kind of dank <laughs> in, in a good way. I say that in a good way. Uh, but there was more than enough to go around for the city of Peoria. I was actually at Benny's yesterday picking up bourbon, and they still had a very limited selection, but still a few cans on the shelf now. Can I, can I say I'm pretty impressed with Peoria for going through I, that I agree. as fast as they did. I was kind of scared that it was all going to sit there and that we were you, never going to get blessed with something like that again. Right. right. But uh, we did some work. Yeah. Either that or Benny's like secretly started hauling it elsewhere. But I, I would assume that Peoria realized that these are some of the best hazy IPA cans that probably have ever graced the oh, um, for sure. grounds of Peoria. So Yeah, I thought for sure we were going to get like two cases of each and they were going to be gone I know, at I know. 9.01 on Friday. Yeah, but. they were fantastic. And there were not a lot of bad offerings at all from those. So cheers to other half. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, that's for awesome. For dropping those. Yeah, I was in uh, Chicago that weekend and kind of assumed that I was going to miss out, and they released the Mylar bags, which is one of my favorites. It's like the crumpled can sticker on the crumpled can. It looks perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I was kind of like, well, I'm in Chicago. I'm going to miss out on these. It really stinks, but uh, cheers to everyone that got them in Peoria. And uh, they still had a bunch left because they came with pallets. Pallets, pallets. Yeah. So I was Plural able to get uh, just about everything that they uh, they brought here. So it was pretty exciting. All yeah. right. So we've been doing some more provisions of the week, but I think we should just sort of pause on that for now because everyone is really dying to get to the reveal of our secret, reveal. Our <laughs> secret pour here. Um, Ryan, why don't you tell us about what we poured? All right. So we have three different beers. We're doing a blind tasting here. Um, a lot of our listeners may not be super familiar with them. But uh, two are from Side Project. One is BBT2, or Beer Barrel Time from 2018. One is Derivation 3, also by Side Project. Um, They do a a barrel-aged stout series that uh, they call Derivation. And so this is number three that's a couple of years old. And then um, the other one is Mama Noche. So Evan was able to pick a bottle of this up at his brewer's retreat in Maine that we... uh, Beer camp. We probably talked about two months after he had it, but uh, we had a good discussion on it, and it sounded uh, like he made everyone jealous with his Instagram post and all of the stories about it. So he was able to get a bottle of this Mama Noche, bottle number 100, 100. which is pretty awesome. And so uh, we are doing these blind. I'm the only one that knows what they are. I've poured them. I know them. what they are. Kyle <laughs> thinks he knows what they are. A lot of other people have their opinions in the room, and uh, everyone is anxiously waiting to try this because I probably took an extra five or ten minutes to get sitting down for this, and everyone's like, get started so you can tell us what uh, yeah. what we're drinking here. So, Quick rundown. Um, so we got the Mama Noche, which is a blend of uh, perennial Maman plus 19-month-old Media Noche. 19-month-old. Yes, okay. and then they blended it and barrel-aged it in Woodford Reserve Double Oak Barrels. And that was roughly released around, bottled and released around the, around the May, craft June, May was, June of 2019 yeah. time frame. Yep. Um, Derivation 3 is a 15% stout uh, brewed with a touch of rye aged in Willet two-year barrels, aged for one year. We're thinking 2015 or 16 was the year that they came out with this. I, I don't so. think there's any chance it was 17. Maybe it was 14, but we're thinking we're thinking it's it's a three to four year old 
uh, bourbon barrel aged stout. No adjuncts, okay. a little bit of rye and bourbon. And then uh, that beer makes barrel sense time now is, with my mindset. Why is that? That just because of how each one of them sort of tasted to me. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Beer barrel time, Whatever. 2018. Number two is a 15% stout. It's a blend of OWK, which is one of their big deal beers, aged in Willet bourbon barrels for 20 months. Another stout aged in Heaven Hill barrels for 23 months. Derivation 3, aged in Knob Creek barrels for 17 months. Uh, the list goes on and on. I think that's about it. But uh, another non-adjunct blended barrel aged stout from Side Project. So we had all three of these. Um, what's the right. consensus of everyone's favorite? It's three. Kyle's is three. I, I do like three. three. Two, one is a close second, uh, and two is a third for me. BBT2 is definitely the better one. So Kyle's guess is BBT2 is number three. Mark, what's your order? I like number three the best, and I, I'm going to have to go with number two, then one. Okay. It's and, the same. And so number two is the derivation three, and number one is Mama Noche. This is Kyle's guess. This is not the official, I'm gonna uh, go, this, is the official. this is not the official gender reveal. I'm going to go and say that uh, Mama Noche is three. Okay. What about the audience here? Just What's everyone on, thinking? Just based on mouthfeel. Number feel. three is everyone's favorite. We got three, three, and Charlie says... What's three. everyone's Trace. pick that Derivation 3 is? I think we all are probably going to oh, be they're wrong. They're guessing 2. Okay. I think because that has the most time to it, that that's why I think 2 has the most muted, at least it just doesn't have as much bold flavors. It's got a little smoke to it. Which is probably from the rye, right? And or like spice to it. No, there's, there's spice and smoke, and Corey's got, he peppers in some smoked malts in some of his Derivations. And I've had BBT two before, and then there's been zero smoke. Yeah, and you've had Mama Noche. I've, I've had, Mama had Mama Noche. Noche. Phil, you've had Mama Noche. Yep. Yes. That's a yes. His name's Pat, not Phil, though. <laughs> Phil, he's over there. <laughs> That's Charles over there. There's no Phil I'm here. Just... I, could be a, I could be a Phil too. <laughs> it's a podcast. No one knows. You didn't have to. Call yeah, we're, we're we're live on Instagram right now. So. <laughs> okay. Well, then they so, do know. That's my bad. All right. So. Reveal is, Ryan, everyone, how wrong are we? Everyone is very correct with their favorite and what they think it is, and that number three is BBT2. As much as I hate I wrong. asking what everyone's favorite is, because I think it's really, really picking nits between these three. Yeah. Nitpicking. Picking nits. Picking, picking nits. nits. I've never yeah. Picking, nitpicking. Nitpicking. Right, well, okay, I got, it. I got it. I got it. I'll allow it. Picking some nits. Um. <laughs> All these are really awesome. <laughs> okay, so so we were right. Hopefully, someone watching Three, the live Instagram uh, watches. Or nobody says to picking nits. Bill Simmons say, podcast because he picked some nits on his <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, I'll keep going. <laughs> Phil will let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is derivation three. Wow. So interestingly enough, I found that number two also had some smoke, but I thought everyone would think that number one seemed like the oldest. That was what I thought it for sure came through was the age on number one. But, but to me, like one was the sweetest, like just. It, was it definitely really was sweet. the sweetest, but I, I didn't take age to impact that. And then obviously, so number two was Mama Noche. 
So we have and I'm just, and I'm we just, have some liquid left in the bottle. So you guys talk about it, and I'm gonna fill everyone's glass up a little bit. I'm just gonna tell you, Mama Noche, in my opinion, and Kyle, you can weigh in on this too. I would suspect that Mama Noche must be very, very time sensitive, because that tastes nothing like what I remember Mama Noche tasting when I had it first, which was very fresh in June at the Brewers Retreat. So I had it at the Midwest Belgian Beer Festival. And so I had to hurry up and chug it before the crowds came in. Um, but yeah, I, I don't remember it tasting like this. No. Uh, not that it's bad. Not that it's no. bad, but no, it it's, just... It's a little different. The I feel like the other two really just shine compared to it. But I don't know what about this beer would make it time sensitive. It's already a, a very old beer. It's what, 19 months plus oxidation? a year plus... More oxidation though? I guess if you're blending If you're taking and a blending it and putting it, it into barrel, new barrels... It into a barrel... I just wonder if yeah. it's a little bit more sensitive to oxidation and breakdown. Maybe. I don't know. I'll That's just, yeah. Mark, how do you feel? Because you've definitely um, been a little quiet here. I'm just enjoying the beers. And that's good. Um, obviously, I think three was the overwhelming pick for everyone. Uh, three is my favorite. One came across a little sure. sweet for me. Uh, so that's where I gravitated towards uh, number two. Yeah, this is three. Oh, man, look at that generous oh. board. Ryan likes me. So, yeah, um, you know, just the sweetness of, of one um, put it a little more out there than the others. I, For me, it's actually these two are kind of in their own little category here for me. One is, I don't know. That just shows you, I think that, you know, BBT2 is still, because BBT2 is the winner at our Memorial Day share. BBT2 just continues to be the king. Yeah, we, we tried that against the wine and cheese place, Maman, Maman 18, Maman 17, and BBT1. And BBT1. And, and Carpathian. Carpathian, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's... Even out of that group, you could pick it out. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's so. amazing how much that comes to the... Like, it rises to the top, even in the setting of all of these. So. When everything blends together, because they're essentially the exact same beer with very, very yeah. minor tweaks to them. Yeah. But it's... I can't wait for BBT three. Yeah, well, will it be better? You know, and that's you know that's something that you know, Corey can, King can it be better? Corey King always has to live up to that, you know, that bar that he sets constantly year after year, beer after beer that he just makes some of the best barrel aged and he does beers every time beers whether whether he's ramping up production or just continuing to make essentially the same beer year yeah. after year it's fantastic yeah so that was fun guys. Um, all right, so we're going to sign off on Instagram Live right now, but uh, we're going to keep podcasting. We're going to take a little break, and we'll bring out something that's just a little bit different than all these barrel-aged beers. So thanks, everybody. And thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil, for uh, filling in for us. Yeah, thanks, Phil. This is Neil Fisher from Wellbrook Spring Company, and you're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast. All right, we're back. I don't know what we're going to talk about now after the uh, letdown of just crazy stouts, but... Uh, not to be let down, Mark brought um, a Magnum Plus. Magnum Plus? I think it's just a Magnum. Magnum of the... Uh, it's a 1.5, of, right? 1.5. The Rhythm Rug from Fauna Flora. <laughs> anniversary birthday edition, right? Correct. So you got that on your visit out to Fauna Flora like, what, a year Almost ago? Almost a year ago, uh, within a couple weeks here. So yeah. it's, it's been sitting in the fridge uh, for a year. Strawberry Wild Ale. Strawberry. 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 
Appalachian. Appalachian. I think Appalachian. I claim my love for Fanta Flora on the podcast. You have. You have. And it's well deserved. Yeah, I, I love these guys. So, what's it like to go to their brewery, Mark? So they have two locations. Uh, we didn't. We went to their farm location, and it's one of those destination breweries that um, kind of gives you the feel of going to like a Jester King or something like that. I think that's what their yeah their 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 end game is to have that sort of destination experience or going to scratch. Um, beautiful countryside out in the middle of nowhere. They they put up a new barn. Uh, to house all of the brewing equipment and then they have all these old existing outbuildings that they were uh, a couple of them they were using for uh, barrel houses uh, other ones that looked like they were going to turn turn into like um uh like uh, rooms that you could rent out for events uh just but they're beautiful old buildings stone buildings uh, yeah. when we were there they had they didn't have food there but they had uh uh, a caterer come in and they were uh, doing brisket and sausage and pulled pork right off of their smoker. Everyone just kind of stood in line and everyone's hanging outside, uh, just enjoying the beautiful view. And obviously they're great offerings uh, yeah. off the top. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, this is tasting pretty good. Like the strawberries, it's nice and it's not super tart, funky, but nice, uh, spontaneous fermented, you know, Appalachian, Appalachian, <laughs> wild ale. Um, Ryan's keeping a close eye on the twins. He's making sure that they're... Uh, a lot of movement going on. A lot of movement. A lot of movement so going on. Ryan, Ryan may bail, and we'll have to ask Phil, I mean, Pat, to come in. I'll have a silent Pat can here. come in at any time. I got... Yeah, I, yeah, I said Pat, not Phil. It's Phil! <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, last weekend, uh, I appreciate Ryan coming and helping out, but Kyle and I were knee deep in stout heavy brewing and uh, we were working on our maple coffee basically breakfast stout which uh turned out to be a monster and Big i want monster of a guy i'll shout out also to brian bus who came over and certainly was more than willing to give us some helpful hints and tips which uh from a guy like that are more than welcome sure um to someone like me who's like oh yeah i didn't think about that he thanks knows for a lot more than i do yeah he knows a lot more than i do so <laughs> it was good to have him over uh we cracked some good beers but uh we maxed out a pretty hefty thick stout lots of maple syrup 40 pounds of grain short just short of just shy of we split mash and kind of combined it which some breweries do on purpose uh because their own mash tons and such can't handle that um you talk about weldworks and they do like a really thick um or sorry long boil they basically are doing three separate batches and then combining them so what we did was really no different but just on the homebrew level and we boiled for 34 less hours. Well, <laughs> if I if I if I if I die if I dove into like a 36 hour boil at my house, I'm pretty sure I'd be sleeping over here at Ryan's house maybe if I was lucky enough. So, we did that. It, Can we just try that one time to see what your electric bill is that month. It's all propane. <laughs> yeah, propane. yeah, no how much gas we use. Actually, I would be surprised. Or, yeah, that's true. Um, but it would be, we all bring our spare tanks of propane over and see how many it takes. Yeah. Well, you'll have to bring tents and sleeping bags cause we'll all be sleeping outside cause my wife wouldn't want us inside. I'm in. All right. So anyway, that'll be, I don't know. I, I would think that after the new year, we'll have something like that available of an, we'll be, we'll do an event, right? Uh, release for that. Yes. Yeah. Keep an eye out. Five pounds of maple syrup. Yeah. Total. 
three in the three in the boil. Sixty four ounces in the boil, and then thirty two. Yeah, oh yeah, six. Yeah, so four six. for the boil, and four and two, two more for the second for the dry, dry hop. Dry hopping, no dry dry syruping. Uh, but anyway, there uh, we're gonna work with Tristan at CXT and see what he's got available. He had given us some recommendations on coffee. Uh, I want to work with a little bit more with him and see what he thinks about the coffee edition. Uh, I want to make this a, a really nice one to share with people. Or just hoard for myself. Or just hoard for... Yeah. Yeah. Just put it into a keg and put it on tap. That way... That way people have to come over yeah. just to drink it. But Nothing uh, like having a, what, 13% stout on tap 24-7. <laughs> yeah, I know. To make you a productive <laughs> member I of think, society. Well, and like, here, here's what I, th- I think we need to do. I don't know... Has anybody seen Evan in a while? <laughs> Kyle said you had you said you had bottles. Yeah. I think this is a twelve ounce bottle format. To be quite honest, I only got twenty twos. Because right. I think one one reason why why it might be better to do twelve ounce bottles is the sharing aspect will be a lot easier, and a lot more prolific. So if people want it, we can do a twelve ounce. Just a thought. Just a thought. I mean, that will spread out the tickets on Eventbrite. So it will. So this is the kind of thought process I'm sure all breweries go through. Yep. So Ryan's bailed. He's going to go get the kids. Um, Mike has the bruschetta over there. Yeah, he. So he called him out. He was just going to go with some bare bread. Yeah, he was. Um, now he feels obligated to eat the bruschetta. Yeah, we'll see how much magnums it takes to get through the share. Uh, there are a lot of beers here. There are a lot of uh, records here. Oh, by the way, we've got our friend on Instagram, Records and Beer. Um, if records underscore beer. Uh, and if you don't follow him, do so. And we had talked about this previously, how amazing it is that Charlie can do at matching. No, that's not a Hill Farmstead, Charlie. Is this what yours? Yeah. Can I have some? Yes, you may. Um, <laughs> and he takes, he, he, he's a enthusiast of vinyl and enthusiast of beer. And he uses the two to create his Instagram page. And it's interesting to see his combination of beer labels and record labels and how much they match. And even if you wouldn't think that, oh, this color or that thing doesn't look like it matches a lot, it's uh, pretty fun to look at. It's pretty fun to scroll through his feed. So hit that up. Yeah, cheers, man. Um, All right. We're going to head out because there's so many beers to drink and nobody really wants to hear us talk anymore. So, (laughs) Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.